You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey gals, welcome to The Devoted Podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and this is a a different day for us because I'm not in the closet. I'm not in the closet because I'm going to be joined today by Judy Slaughter, and I'm, I'm I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear. I wish you could see the smile on my face right now because this is one of my most favorite women of the Lord to get to speak with. So I'm really excited. So Judy, thank you so much for coming on. It is a blessing to be here, and thank you for inviting me. I love it. So, Judy, tell everybody who you are, because not everybody is is blessed. I I really think when you first came on, so I've known you 15 years-ish, which isn't... 17 17. and a half. 17. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, it's funny, because when you said, who am I, the very, very first thought that came to me was a sinner saved by grace. And that's exactly what I mean. I thank the Lord daily for allowing me to Mm. have the privilege of coming alongside women and uh, doing the very thing I thought I was so sure of that I would have hated. And instead, it has been a huge blessing in my life. Mm. And as you said, I have been here at Athey for 17 and a half years, which I still marvel at because I love the rural life. I love country, you know, the the pastoral scenes, you know. That's what I'm drawn to. And so when I was invited to come up here, my initial thought was, you know, no, because I couldn't imagine leaving Southern Oregon, which has such beautiful climate and countryside and everything that I had loved I had lived there for 35 years, mm. had loved it. Had I'm not an adventurous person. I'm very <laughs> much a same old, same old person. I like that. So <laughs> it didn't bother me at all that I had lived there for 35 years. I had never entertained the thought, hmm, would I live elsewhere? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just not my kind of thinking. I was happy. I was set. Thank you very much, you know. And, and and so how long have you been in women's ministry total? Well, in Southern Oregon, I was there for just shy of 20 years. Wow. That I did the women's ministry there. Okay. And again, never dreaming that was something I would want to do if truly if the Lord hadn't called me to do it there is and made it clear to me that I was to do it. I would not be here today. Yeah. So I'm so glad I didn't lean on my own understanding. Yes. But the same would be true for being here, Portland, today. Mm -hmm. If I had leaned on my own inclination of my own personal preferences, what I thought I knew about myself, I would still be in Southern Oregon. Yeah. But again, the Lord made it super clear that this move was something he had. Mm -hmm. And I have not, I I joke about this, I say this all the time to women, that truly I have not had, I used to say, you know, two minutes, then went down to one minute. I'll say 30 seconds today. I've not had 30 seconds in the 17 and a half years here where I ever thought, what did I do? What was (laughs) I 
thinking, which has amazed me, yeah. you know, because it is so different up here. It is incredibly different up here. As I say, the thing is the Lord made it really mm -hmm. clear. One of the stories that I love to tell is I moved up here in early October. Actually, I moved up here in September, but it was October 1st, I think, or something mm -hmm. when I started Athey. And I remember that as the rain started, everywhere I went, I heard complaints. And, you know, people were complaining in the stores. They were complaining everywhere, just saying, oh, the rain's back, oh, whatever. And I said to the Lord, you know, I don't want to deal with the rain that way, Lord. The rain is a fact up here. Yes, know? it is. Would you please give me perspective mm -hmm. that will help me to, to be able to deal with the rain? And he immediately said, well, as I mentioned, I had done much seeking the Lord, mm -hmm. and he had given me many, many scriptures. So he drew on one of those. He said, didn't I say to you that you would be like a well-watered garden? <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. And he said, well, what does it take to be a well-watered garden? And truly, that is what I so love about the Lord. He shows us he even has a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he loves us to be able to laugh at ourselves, yep. to laugh with him. And, and yet, truly, that was the exact perspective that has made the rain, mm -hmm. totally fine, you know? I love sunshine, mind you, but the rain has been totally fine. That's We probably all need that little reminder every now and then, too. Mm -hmm. So you just said something that I think sometimes gals can hear and go, well, what does she mean by that she was really seeking the Lord? Mm -hmm. I've been actually, just lately, I think in the last couple podcasts, there's been different things where I've been trying to peel back even little sayings and little you know, Christianese things that even I say, mm -hmm. I can be sometimes critical of right, other right. things that I hear because I feel like, oh goodness, what do you, that doesn't even mean anything. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. So, but I've also been trying to challenge my, myself as well when I say things because there, we have gals that listen and gals here at Athey that are all along the spectrum of their walk right. with the Lord. Some right. are brand, brand new. Yep. And, you know, some have been walking with the Lord for 30 years. And the wonderful mm -hmm. thing about seeking the Lord is I think that there's mm -hmm. always something new that we get to mm -hmm. uncover because mm -hmm. that's how good mm -hmm. and vast our mm -hmm. Lord is. But maybe you can talk about what does it look like to seek mm -hmm. the Lord? This is truly one of my favorite subjects because I would say, so right now, the, the main thrust of my women's ministry is in counseling women. Mm -hmm. And so I would say there is not a week, and I would even wonder if there's a day mm -hmm. that I'm not talking to a woman about seeking the Lord. And in the case of counseling, it's because the one thing I know when I meet with a woman I, is I mean, I'm not her solution, you know, and but the Lord is. Mm -hmm. The Lord has what she is in need of, so it's I'm always pointing a woman in that direction. But the thing that I have seen is that we have, the, and we've all heard it, the drive-through mentality. Right. You know, we're used to driving up to a window, placing our order, driving up to the next window, getting it. And unfortunately, that carries over even into our relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, so we drive up to the window, 
place our order. Lord, you know how much I need this, or I want that, or please, I, I have to have you help on this, and please tell me that, whatever. We go up to the next window, which might be within 10 minutes, <laughs> and, huh, you know, I, I haven't had the answer. Well, it will come, and then I go about my day. I think we're missing out on so much and mm. what the Lord will use to build our relationship and having that mentality. There are times that the Lord has answered me very quickly. I mean, just as the example I gave you about, please change my perspective on rain. Sure. He can answer right while you're still speaking, you know. Mm -hmm. He says that in the, his word, you know, while the words are still on your tongue, I will answer you, mm -hmm. you know. And there are those times. But there are times that it might take a little longer. And I think of even, I just alluded to seeking the Lord before my move up here. And I had thought the minimum amount of time it would take for me to make such a decision would be a month. And that was what my response had been that I knew it would be at least a month. And that was actually not in my mind so that the Lord could change my mind, but that to really, really be clear that the answer wasn't from myself, right? even though I was so sure I knew what the answer was going to be. And so I remember saying to the Lord the very first day, Lord, this isn't going to be about making a list of pros and cons. Mm. It's not going to be about talking to my friends and gathering a vote, so to speak, or even just having the influence of whatever they might say to me. I'm not even going to tell my family, Lord. Hmm. And, and I said, I want to hear from you. You know where I am on this. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, if you want me to do it, please make it so clear. But help me to know what your will for me is. And, and I'm just going to be seeking you every day. And so that is what I did. And literally, from the first morning, it was like a dam opened. I mean, mm -hmm. the Lord spoke to me in the, such a rewarding way. In mm -hmm. other words, this is one of the things that when you are seeking the Lord and the answers are coming like that, it just so reinforces, yes, he's speaking. He heard me. He's mm -hmm. answering. Mm -hmm. And I just journaled everything. And literally from that first morning, before I even went to work that day, I had already had like three scriptures given to me. And without that expectation, mm. I mean, I truly didn't have that expectation that they would come so quickly. Every single day, there were scriptures, there were words, there were illustrations that he brought to mind. So that literally one week to the day later, as I went out for my walk, because that's where I'd always start my morning talking to the Lord, I just said to the Lord, well, you have made it crystal clear that I am to move to Medford, I mean to Portland. Hmm. So with that said, Lord, now can I ask you some questions? Because <laughs> again, I was not asking him, what would I do there? How would that be? I, I just wanted to know, do you want me to go? Because if you want me to go, you will make that clear. And if you want me to go, you're going to take care of 
all of the extras, you know. And so, but on that walk, I asked him, so would I sell my house or would I rent it? You know, when, when I move, would I rent? Would I mm-hmm. go right ahead and buy? You know, I started asking him all the, who would take care of the women's ministry at church? You know, mm-hmm. all of these questions that I had in my mind, I asked him all of those questions that morning on my walk. And again, he is so kind and in that situation, he answered me, and I mean, every single detail. Then when I even got to work that morning, he confirmed my answers in multiple ways, including having someone offer to buy my house without my even telling them wow. any part of my story. They didn't even know I was moving. They said, by the way, I'd buy your house. And I said, you know, I was dumbfounded by that. And so there are those times that to me are so rich. And what's wonderful is say I had had second thoughts when I moved up here. I'd always be able to reflect on the scriptures he gave me. Mm -hmm. Didn't God say this to me? You know, didn't he make it clear? So it would be a great reassurance. There have been times when the answers haven't come quite that quickly. Well, in truth, time-wise, I suppose quickly, but not that easily. Sure. One of the times I just recently talked to my single moms about was a time when I I was a single mom with young kids, and my youngest ones, I think, were 12 at the time. They could have been 13, I suppose, or 14. But... I was presented with a situation that I knew I had to seek the Lord on. Mm. And it was one where I truly thought, before I even started praying, I knew the outcome. I knew where we were going, and I couldn't stand the thought of it. And that was a weekend that I was without my kids going into this. And one of the things I've always encouraged my single moms, and I've said, I know that it may not actually work for everyone, it did work for me. And that was that early on, the Lord showed me that the weekends that my kids were with their dad were not to be spent on working on house projects or going shopping, trying to fill my time, or even getting together with friends just for fun. He made it super clear those times were for us, the Mm -hmm. Lord and me. And I was to spend it just, whether it was pouring out my heart to him, whether it was reading his word, whether it was reading some rich commentary or biography or whatever, you know, but it was to be God-centered. And that was how I was to spend my weekend. And so that became my rule. And every weekend I would do that. And what I immediately saw is at the end of the weekend, it wasn't, um, oh, hi, kids, you know, and I was so glad to have them back, even though I really was glad to have them back. But I wasn't coming to them out of a need, mm. out of loneliness. You'd been filled up. I had a full yeah. cup overflowing, you know, mm. and, and it was always a happy meeting, but at the same time, as I say, a full cup. And so in this particular issue, if I can extend the story a bit, 
I spent that weekend, again, this was asking the Lord about something that I thought I knew what the answer was going to be. I thought I knew where he was leading me. And so, as I always do in things like that, I would journal every impression I had, every scripture he led me to. I would write out the scripture, not just the address, but write out the scripture, only because even though sometimes they didn't all come together, many times where I didn't see any connection between one story in the Bible and another scripture somewhere else, you know, entirely, when I would read it in its entirety, I would see a theme, you know, a common thread. Oh, you know. And so I've always journaled and written out the scriptures. So I started that weekend on a Friday in tears because it was something that was so hard for me to even consider, let alone feel that it was right on the horizon. And I just kept pouring my heart out to the Lord, asking for his will, arguing with him in terms of giving him all the reasons why it shouldn't be the way it goes, allowing him to bring me to different scriptures. Sometimes he'd bring a story in the Bible. And so I'd go to that story and I'd read it and not necessarily even knowing why I was reading it. And then maybe a truth would come out of it. Only everything seemed, in my mind, to reinforce the direction I didn't want to be going in. Hmm. And this went on literally Friday night all day Saturday, Saturday night, all day Sunday, until 6 o'clock when my kids came home. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how many tears I shed. I mean, mm -hmm. the great majority of that weekend was spent in tears, just pouring out my heart to the Lord. And never did I feel like it was, trust me, this is going to be okay. You know, there, he, even though his presence was real, and that part felt wonderful, I never felt like he was telling me, it's all going to be okay. You know, as if to mm. suggest this will come out the way you want it to. I never had that sense. Mm. The one thing he did is by the time my kids were due to come home, I had let it go. I had truly given it to him and just realized what he had brought me to was in this new way that I did not want, his plan would be realized. I could trust him. I needed to trust him and to let it go. So mm. I, he had truly brought me there. Then that I waited because that evening it had to be addressed and it was regarding one of my kids. And that evening, right at prayer time, I had prayer with each one of my kids alone. I had prayer with this child. And as I, and I had not any idea how I was going to broach the subject. But as I walked out the door, I just turned back as if it was an afterthought and just made the comment regarding the subject, which I won't go into. And I said, you know, I, I hope you know that. You know, and I just kind of presented a possibility to him. And the answer was, oh, yeah, I know. And that was all that was said. And I walked down the hall thinking, oh, my goodness, 
oh my goodness, it's not going to be the way I dreaded. Hmm. It's okay. And that the what I dreaded never came to pass. Hmm. That subject was never even broached again. Hmm. And yet I had literally been turned inside out in the course of that weekend. Now, the, the thing that I want to say is this. What is so wonderful is, you know, you could say, well... <laughs> Wow, that whole weekend spent in tears and crying, you know, for nothing, you know. But as you know, that is not the way the Lord works. And that forever deepened my walk with him, Hmm. deepened my knowledge of him. He wanted me to go through that. He wanted me to come to the place where I could lay it down because of who he is, Mm -hmm. that he is trustworthy, you know, that's where he wanted me to. So it has forever impacted my whole remaining life. And that was years and and years ago. And I love that. So, so I am big on seeking the Lord. And as I say, a week, if a day goes by that I do not mention that to a woman, the one thing that I'll let you speak, I'm sorry. No, I want to hear. But is... The thing that always surprises me is I will say, I have learned to say to a woman when I say, so wow, this is something you really need to seek the Lord on. And they will normally kind of nod their heads. Mm-hmm. But I have learned to say, only because of what has I've seen in some situations, I've learned to say, so how... How does seeking the Lord look to you? Mm-hmm. How, how would you go about seeking the Lord? And that's when I realized that even though there are women who love the Lord, have a true, deep relationship with Him, the seeking the Lord part is not necessarily familiar to mm. them. I mean, seeking them in the way I'm talking about. Right. And, and I don't mean that there aren't those times that we can say, so Lord, do you want me to go there or not? You know, and, and that he will just kind of place in your heart, no, you are not to go or go. I'm not saying that everything has to be this deep spiritual search, you know, mm-hmm. but I am saying that there are so many times in our lives that we are making decisions that we're conscious of being significant decisions in our lives. They might impact just us personally. It could have ramifications what impacts our entire family, our community, our Mm -hmm. church, everything. And to me, when we have those decisions, we've got to be so careful not to lean on our own understanding. We have to be so careful to be able to say, this is that which the Lord has shown me, Mm. and to know it. And it has been my own experience that while God is very eager to answer, it isn't the drive-through mentality. We have to be willing to spend time in His Word. And that doesn't mean asking a question, then opening the Bible and randomly pointing and seeing what He says. But as I say, for me personally, I get out my journal, 
I usually write the question at the top of the page. So moving up here, Lord, do you want me to move to Portland? You know, Mm -hmm. so I would ask the question, Lord, regarding whatever it is, what do you want me to do? Or regarding speaking to that child or to that friend, what would you have me to say? Do you even want me to speak? You know, Mm -hmm. then saying, Lord, I trust that you're going to speak to me in your word. Mm. Because if a woman tells me that the way she seeks the Lord on something is, of course, she prays about it. And then she gives some time. And by what she means there is she, it might be a day, it might be three days, whatever. But then she might say, so I am going to do that after all. Hmm. And I'll say to her, so how did the Lord show you that? And if she says, well, you know, I just feel that I'm supposed to do it. Hmm. Even though that feeling is an important part, because I believe the Lord uses peace or the absence of peace mm-hmm. to influence us. If that is her answer, what she's really giving me is a subjective answer. It's how she feels about mm-hmm. something. And to me, that's the very thing we have to guard against, leaning on our own understanding, understanding yeah. you know. And so that's when I realize, and that's why I encourage women, go to the Word, because you want to have scriptures that forever you'll be able to point to. You'll be able to say, this is that which the Lord showed me. And it won't be just one scripture or just two scriptures, but the Lord has a delightful way of having us in one minute in the Old Testament, then in the New, then back to the Old. You know, He may have us all over at what we consider random places, but He will show us, do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? A verse that I love is in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, where it says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And he says, I will be found by you. So I love the fact that the Lord is one who hears us, who wants to speak to us, who loves to speak to us, who loves to make his will for our lives known. But we have to be willing to seek that answer. And again, I always laugh when when women don't, you know, they might say, well, the thing is, I don't even really know the word that much. Mm. But I'll say, you know, I'll hold up, if it's a Zoom, I hold up the Bible to the camera, you know, and I say, here is his word to you. And I fan through the, the pages, you know. There are his words. We're wanting to hear his word. Go to his word. Believe it has nothing to do with you hmm. and everything to do with him. He loves us. He is faithful. He promises he'll be found mm-hmm. by us mm-hmm. and that he will answer. You know, so pause. <laughs> I'm sorry for running on. One of the things I have always, always loved about knowing you and and just getting to observe your walk with the Lord in the ways that only, you know, outside people can see, you know, is just what you've been talking about. When you say seek, Mm. we need to hear the time. 
that is in there. Like you said, the Lord, of course, can answer in a multitude of ways and he can do it quickly sometimes. But one of the things I have always admired is that if you are seeking the Lord on something and somebody comes to you and asks you for the answer, if you do not feel right. that the Lord, and by feel, I mean like, yes, meaning the Lord has not right. confirmed that to you, mm-hmm. then you do not move. You do not mm-hmm. act. You do, you, you're like, mm, I'm going to sit right here. Mm-hmm. I have not heard from the Lord on that. Mm-hmm. And in our day, that is just so fast. And mm-hmm. I feel like for younger gals and, mm-hmm. you know, it just is like, we feel like we can't possibly slow down to that level. Like I can't, I can't seek to the Lord to that extent, Judy, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about what an attack from the enemy that right. really is. Right. He wants, mm-hmm. uh, how much of the enemy is in our schedules sometimes or our busyness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it really does mm-hmm. keep us from spending that time Mm -hmm. that would take Mm -hmm. and not the drive-through mentality Mm -hmm. i i really think that all of us but uh, gals we got to be we got to hear that Mm -hmm. that when we are going to take time and seek the lord it it's going to be some time right it's going to take time i think this is one of the reasons why in the old days when i used to do retreats they were quiet retreats Hmm. and because what the lord showed me again very early on was that women need to seek him. Again, they don't need to come and listen to me go on and on in my teaching, right? They need to go to him. And he showed me that they would come to the retreats with any number of circumstances. You know, many would be burdened with various things. I mean, it's amazing the mindset, the emotions that can come to a retreat. And so the Lord showed me that I was to have quiet retreats. Hmm. And by that, I mean what I would do is I would have a teaching, and then following every teaching would be a quiet time. And the quiet time might be for two hours. Hmm. And in fact, I think on Saturday afternoons, it was like four hours. It was a, there was a lot of quiet time. And I remember when the Lord put this on my heart, I was preparing retreat, and I was up at the mountaintop, which is in southern Oregon. And when the Lord put that on my heart, I looked out the window, and I said, Lord, there are going to be a hundred women up here. Are you telling me that a hundred women will be quiet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even imagine that. And so then he gave me a picture which I used to share at every single retreat, right after I talked to the women about being quiet, I would say, it's because the Lord wants to speak to you. And I want you to believe that if you have come up here with burdens or circumstances, decisions to make, the Lord wants to speak to you. And he will speak to you if you will be quiet and you will seek him. And and I said, so the picture the Lord gave to me was, I want you to imagine a quiet time. It's beautiful outside. The sun is shining. You know, you can walk around the mountaintop. You see a friend that you haven't seen for a while on a bench, just sitting there all by herself. And your very first thought is, oh, I'm so glad to see her. You know, I haven't seen her for a long time. And and your thought is, you're not going to have a big conversation, but just a little visit. 
I want you to picture as you're walking up to the bench that all of a sudden you realize Jesus is sitting there beside her. Hmm. And I said, now picture that and realize what you would have to say if you were going to then speak to your friend. You would have to say, excuse me, Jesus, I just want to talk to her for a minute. And always, I mean, what I loved about that, and I do believe the Lord gave me that illustration, the women would laugh, but at the same time, it seemed to be, okay, I get it. Yeah. And I remember the first night at one of my retreats, a woman said, came up to me afterwards, and she looked very worried, and she said, Judy, she's... I've never sought the Lord like that. She said, I I mean, I know probably all these women have, but I, I've never, ever had that experience of seeking the Lord like that. Mm. So again, I kind of just went through it, told her, I said, trust that the Lord wants to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So this was on Friday night with her. Saturday morning, after our morning break of a couple of hours, we were coming back for lunch. And I see the same woman running toward me with tears streaming down her cheeks saying, Judy, he spoke to me. He spoke to me. And she was was literally beside herself Mm -hmm. to realize that the Lord would speak to her. Mm -hmm. And so, as I said to you earlier, the wonderful thing is not just getting the answer, not just having that experience. But what that does in our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm, I, I, I just see it as so important. It's why I mention it all the time when I'm talking and counseling with women. Because once they realize he is approachable, he will listen. He does listen. He will speak. He will show me in his word the very things that I can't even imagine. Like, I'll say to the person, you know, if you're praying about what school to go to, you're not going to have the name of the school come to you in all probability, but he will give you clarity in his word, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I just... I absolutely love that because to me, everything is about us knowing the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, everything in our relationship, everything in our walk, everything in trusting Him is in knowing Him. That's my my own personal quest. I used to say that in a lot of my teachings, you know, to know Him better and to love Him more. Because if you know Him, you will love Him. If you love Him, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like so many things follow knowing and loving the Lord, that that is my direction mm-hmm. always for people, you know, whether it's for direction, whether it's for comfort, whatever. It is a shift for our thinking to realize that the aim is to know Christ more, to know yeah. the Lord more, not ourself, Amen. Not like, mm, I need to know who 
I am more. That is such a, that has been <laughs> oh. such a buzzword over the last or oh, phrase for the last many years. Yeah. I just need to know who I am. And then that is just mm-hmm. the enemy himself just mm-hmm. speaking that because th- talk about totally distracting us from what our true aim would be. Yep. But it, then it's going to take us into this, the time where we think we're seeking the Lord for the answers mm-hmm. that we could bypass that. Like you're talking about the experience, not necessarily the answer, right. but all of that time in between right. that you were spending in his word that those were the growing times. Those were the yep. times that you were getting to Amen. know him more. Amen. Um, and it wasn't so much maybe about the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it can be something yep. that we miss. Something else that you said that I, I think there's even a practical thing when you were talking about how you will journal and you'll just write the question out at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. It just, the scripture came to my mind of when Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. Correct. And we know that, right? We, we know that, okay, mm-hmm. yes, I need to ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. But sometimes actually putting a subject verb and a punctuation yeah. <laughs> mark and actually literally mm-hmm. writing that mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. or speaking it out loud. Mm-hmm. I've done that where I'll be praying out just right. I'm by myself, but I sometimes just to speak it out loud, but actually saying the question, not just, mm-hmm. not just thinking it, but writing it down, clarifying, clarifying right. it. I wonder if, you know, just the Lord uses mm-hmm. that then to mm-hmm. be able to go, okay, thank you for mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. And then he'll continue to show. Now, sometimes I think people say, well, I don't hear anything. What am I doing wrong? Right. What do you say to that gal? And to that, I just, I I do my very utmost to calm them, Mm -hmm. to quiet them. Mm -hmm. Because that is really the enemy yelling in their ears that you're not going to hear. You're not, you know, and they're going to somehow feel diminished in their walk with the Lord. But that's where I will say he's worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. This is an answer worth waiting for. He promises he will answer. And so I will say, just write down the scriptures that you feel led to. And again, that takes time. It, it, it may not happen right away right. that you're directed to a verse. Sometimes I'll say to the woman, you might say, before you open your Bible, well, Lord, do you have anywhere you would lead me? Mm. And just be quiet. And if and sometimes I've had a particular scripture brought to mind, you know, mm. and it could be, I mean, the one that comes to my mind right this moment is Matthew eleven twenty eight. you know, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. So that might be before I've even opened the Bible. And that may not be in any way an answer to what I have just asked him, but it might be that reassurance, okay, wait a minute, Mm. I am weary, I am heavy laden, you're telling me to come to you, I will come to you. In fact, where is that first now, you know, and I may know it, if I know it, I would just turn to it, it may be kind of a random verse, and I'll say, where is that, and I go to the concordance, and find that verse, and I go to that verse, reading it, and sometimes it might be that right on the page, there's another verse highlighted. There's another verse underlined that I look to and I go, oh, and I realize he's speaking to me. Oh, and actually that verse makes me think of another verse mm-hmm. or another book of the Bible, and I go there. I can't tell you the many ways he leads us, but he promises he will, and we need to trust him, not trust 
our knowledge of the word even, mm -hmm. you know, our, our understanding, whether we know all the books of the Bible, whether we've even spent an extended time in the Bible, that doesn't matter. This, the word is who he is, you know, mm -hmm. and he will lead us. And to believe that. So I'll say to the woman, you know, especially if I feel she feels very insecure about it, write down the scriptures, you know, plan on spending a chunk of time. And I'll say, now I'm not talking about 15 minutes or an hour. I would say if you can even spend two hours, that would be great. But spend a chunk of time not doing anything else but seeking him, praying, writing down the scriptures you do read, whether you think they have anything to do with anything or not, mm -hmm. write them out. And then let's you and I talk tomorrow, hmm. or let's you and I talk next week. And I'd, I'd love to hear the verses he has given to you. And so when we do that, then they kind of have this thought of, okay, so she'll give me the counsel next week, you know, mm. but all... Is what would usually happen is, to their amazement, he has led them. You know, to their amazement, the very scripture I read, Pastor Brett then taught on that. You mm -hmm. know, that weekend. I mean, it's wonderful to watch a woman discover that the Lord is there, that mm. He will speak to her. She will hear Him. And again, I'm not always talking about an audible voice. But just knowing in your heart of hearts, when you read his word, this is for me, mm. you know. Mm. It was interesting, you and I talked about before we started recording that, you know, I sometimes don't know really where all these things are going to go. In fact, I rarely know where we're, where we're <laughs> going to end up. But as we've been talking about just how we can seek the Lord, one of the things I kept thinking about is we have women of all different ages that we get to impact and we get to see and we get to counsel with. But this that you're talking about right here is ageless. It's timeless. Mm. It is that we are always to be seeking yep. the Lord. I hope that gals will just be encouraged by this, whether they're, you know, brand new Christian and maybe we're saying some phrases that you're going, what do you mean hearing from the yes. Lord? But like you just, you mentioned a minute mm -hmm. ago, it's sometimes, it's not that it's an audible voice, mm -hmm. but you will know, mm -hmm. you will know. Mm -hmm. And and having, trusting the Lord that he is going to show you those things, mm -hmm. that he is going to be faithful right. to do that is so much more rewarding as you move through that process than the answer itself. So we'll kind of wrap up, but I just wanted to, if you can encourage the gals in this idea of seeking the Lord, mm -hmm. that what would you tell them that regardless of the decision, you know, what, what, how as practical as we can get on that, what should that look like for them? Well, actually, I think that is a great question because one of the things the Lord has shown me over the years is when I start to seek the Lord, I start on the premise that what he shows me, I will obey. Mm. And so it's, I'm never going to the Lord to ask his opinion. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't, so God, how do you feel about this? Right, you know, that's right. not what it's about. Yeah. It's, it's believing and again, this, this is something, I'm old now, you know, and so I've had lots of years for the Lord to show me, for the Lord to prove to me beyond a doubt that he loves me, you know. Does he want me happy? No, my, my being happy is not his greatest goal for me. 
And sadly, that can be what my goal is for myself. How will I be happiest? You know, what's going to make me feel the best? And that may not be what is for my best. Mm. So in seeking the Lord, it's with the attitude that, you know, whether I like it or not, Lord, I will obey what you show me. So you, you come and sometimes it's in fear and trepidation, as it was that time I told you about that was a whole weekend. I thought, I was so sure I knew the way it was going to end. And then it seemed to end the way I thought it was going to end. But the difference between Friday and Sunday was in that interim, mm. with the buckets of tears that were shed, I was able to let it go, to trust the Lord, to remember who the Lord is to know his ways are higher than mine, his ways are so much better than mine, and he's a God to be trusted, you know? So that in seeking him, my prayer is, you could answer me in an hour, if it's three days from now, if it's a week from now, you're worth waiting for. Your answer is what I want. I don't want to supply it myself. And I believe you're going to answer. And that's why you mentioned that I might say to a person, you know, I'm actually seeking the Lord on that. I don't know. I am 100% comfortable in that. The only thing I would ever fear, to tell you the truth, is I hate, and you'd mentioned about Christianese, saying things that could be seem spiritual. Yeah. And I put air quotes there, you know. I hate that. I yeah. really do. But the Lord is worth waiting for. Does he have a will for me that's perfect for my life, a plan for me? I can look at my life for all the times I veered off course, for all the times I went my own way. There's not one of them I don't regret, mm. you know. But God in his mercy and in his grace has shown me his way is the way I want. And if it's a way I think I don't want, if I spend enough time with him, guess what? He's going to bring me to that place where even if I think it's not what I want, I do know I can trust him. I do know that I, bottom line is, I do want his will for my life. Mm -hmm. And he's well worth waiting for. Mm. Judy, thank you so much. Yeah. I have loved this. This is amazing. I truly have. I have loved it. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of AV Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at avcreek.com.